0: Now the host of Sunday Focus, Christine Manica. Good morning. Coming up on this edition of Sunday Focus, we are being joined by Dania Maria Hahn. This TV journalist is having her first South Dakota experience. She traveled over 4,000 miles just to be in South Dakota. Dania Maria Hahn is a German TV reporter on an exchange program to have a better understanding of American journalism. Out of any news station in the country, she decided to travel to Sioux Falls and shadow our news partners at Dakota News Now. Welcome, Thank you Thank you so much. <laughs> this is actually your first time in America. Yeah. You are actually a television reporter in Germany, and you've been shadowing with our news partners over at Dakota News Now, so, so you've traveled a long way to be here, yeah. so let's get to know you a little bit more. <laughs> Tell us about your TV station in Germany. Well, I am a
1: television news reporter, mm-hmm. so I'm live on air, and I'm reporting, and I'm editing for a local news. Station in Germany and it's in Hamburg. Do you know where it is? No, (laughs) (laughs) I do not. (laughs) It's in the northern part of Germany and uh, it's a very, very big state. Mm. It has 1.8 million people living there. Wow. And we have a station there which is called RTL North and we cover the state of Hamburg and the state of Schleswig Holstein. So Schleswig Holstein is the northeast state in Germany. And at the same time, so we have a local news program which airs from monday till friday Mm -hmm. half an hour and then at the same time we are kind of like the borough in the northern part of germany for the national news stations which are connected to it so this is a very big private broadcaster so i am a correspondent for the northern area for them so whenever they need something from that particular area i'm live on air
0: so I've noticed that when you said states, is that how you identify different towns and locations in Germany? Not towns. We do have states just like here in the U.S. Okay. So it's pretty much the, st- the same
1: concept of it. So there are towns that belong to a certain federal state. And sure. there you go. And that's kind of like how Germany is a little bit, um, yeah, like built okay so so to speak yeah
0: yeah so what do you usually report on when you are at your tv station what's your beat well i don't really have a beat which is well it
1: is cool very cool (laughs) to be honest because i kind of do it all as long as it's in my area so because i'm a regional correspondent i can do everything from political things that are important in this area economics social things uh, very local things, which have like a national connection to it, so as long as it 's in my area, it can be you know it can be used and i can be I can report about this and I really love that about it because whenever there 's a national story, I can always look, okay, what kind of story can I can I tell mm-hmm. from my area which connects to a national problem, a national issue. How is it in my area? How can I kind of transport this or even put another twist to it? And I love that because it's all about the people. It's all about the people who are living where I'm living and yeah, the next the next the state next to us. So I love that about my job
0: and you like having your own little creative spin to your stories right yeah i mean when i'm out on the field i mean do you say it like that out yeah, in the field yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. i mean
1: i'm the one reporting from that part in germany mm-hmm. so when they ask me a question i give back what i experience so i'm researching talking to people and then finding out what their what their connection is to a specific topic how they feel about it and then i can Tell what I've experienced. So it's very, uh, yeah, it's, it's a privilege to be able to give your own take on things and to be able to be, yeah, kind of an expert on a specific area. I don't have to cover the whole nation. That's very great. Like, I don't have to be like, this is the world. This is Germany. Yeah. I can speak for Hamburg, for the northern part, for the people that I've talked to. And that's like cool to be like a window for that. Mm -hmm. And also to kind of analyze it from that perspective.
0: So we call it here, I'm going to do a little TV talk since I I have experience in it. We call it a multimedia journalist. And that means you write, you shoot, you edit your own story and your video. Is that what you do in Germany? Yeah. Yeah. The the only difference is because I'm...
1: I'm off not live on air. Mm-hmm. I do have someone who films me, you know, okay. so I'm not doing it on my own. I don't have like a camera in front of me being live doing that yeah. all on my own because, yeah, I'm very privileged with that, that someone comes with me normally also drives the car to where I'm going so I can work in the car and then we go outside and then we are live on air yeah. and doing the interviews and stuff. But I added my own stuff uh, for, for the uh, national um, channel, which is called NTV. It's like a 24 hour news channel mm-hmm. and uh for the RTL broadcast the big private broadcast um I also have an editor who's ah, helping me with that so that. yeah we th- that's like a big difference that I saw especially like at the code news now how much yeah every single one is doing on their own which is incredible to me and great like i we but we're starting to get there in germany as well so i edit my own things now and then i'm uh doing a lot more with my iphone yeah you know it's happening it's like i'm out the photographer is not there yet you just do your own things how you can do it you just upload it while you're out these are all developments that are happening in germany and i think we're we're getting there. We're getting at the point where we also become multimedia journalists. And yeah. I, I like
0: that. But, of course, it's a lot, right? Absolutely. It's a lot oh, to yeah. do. Carrying all that gear and stuff. Yeah. i been there, been there. So who <laughs> or what inspired you to become a TV journalist? Oh, that's a good question.
1: I've always wanted to become a journalist. I, I think I loved it. TV so much when yeah. I grew up and I had a TV very early on I got one um, from my mom's cousin she got me a TV when I was very young I think maybe too young but <laughs> <right>? my mom <laughs> couldn't say anything about it I think I was nine or ten when I got my first very own TV oh wow so I was always a very visual person and the whole Jonas thing I don't know if you have there is a um, it's actually a radio show which is called benjamin blümchen i don't know if you know this. no i've never heard of it it's about an elephant
0: oh i love that already <laughs> keep, keep
1: going tell me more it's about an elephant who is called benjamin and then blümchen which is like translated kind of like a, f- a cute little flower, Benjamin flower. Aww. And yeah, he kind of lives, lives his life. And there is a reporter in town, which is called Carla Columna. And she's always out and about. She's always on the story. She's always there. And when I was very young, I was a big fan of her. So we are like, my mom used to call me Carla Columna because I always wanted to do that. So when I was in school, there was actually no other thing that I wanted to pursue. And mm-hmm. then I was fortunate enough to like studied in college and did internships. And when I had my very first internship at a TV station, I was like, this is it. This is what I want to do. Because I really love people. I really love talking to people, finding out about their stories. So I think that's like kind of how I got stuck with it. And honestly, I cannot, I'm doing this for seven years now wow yeah i was and i'm actually at the same station i was when i started out not a lot of people could say that that's really lucky i know and i feel very grateful for that yeah and i really so i feel like there's another like personal connection to the channel Mm -hmm. everything it's like yeah it becomes like a second home so to speak because you you work a lot yeah to be honest you know that you You work a lot good
0: friends more than you do your actual family sometimes yeah. yeah yeah you spend most of the day with your colleagues, absolutely. Yeah. If you are just listening, we are being joined in the studio by a very special guest. Her name is Dania Maria Hahn. Awesome. She is. Thank you. She <laughs> is a German TV journalist on her trip to America. So now this begs the question. What the heck are you doing here (laughs) in Sioux Falls? From my understanding, you traveled 4,454 miles in order to be here. And you're actually part of a really neat exchange program. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, I was pretty much on the
1: road for more than 24 hours coming here because of like the traveling. Yeah, I I am here with a very special program, which is called RIAs. It's a German-American journalist exchange program. And it's been there for a very long time, and it's there for connecting German journalists and American journalists, kind of bringing them the other culture a little bit closer. So we're coming here, talk to a lot of people from a lot of different areas, mostly journalists, networks, but also politicians, congressmen, and even people who just are in the, in the community, a very big part, who can talk about American culture, the political situation, um, like Everything that you can possibly think of just to get a better understanding of what the country is about, how the people are like viewing the world, mm-hmm. how they also view Europe and Germany, because, I mean, we're very far apart yeah. and we have our own like thoughts about the other countries. So we want to exchange that, get people in touch. And um, it's amazing. I've been the first week I've been in D.C., the second week I'm, I was in uh, New York City and Sioux Falls is my station week, so to speak, where I can actually be at a station hosting where someone hosting me and I can just kind of shadow everyone to see what a TV station looks like in the US. So it's an amazing program and I'm very very fortunate to be a part of it.
0: Yeah it's kind of when I think about it if if you were approached to say alright you can choose any TV station in America where you would want to go it's not anywhere in New York it's not in anywhere in my hometown area of Chicago not Los Angeles or California you chose Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Yeah. Out of the hundreds of TV stations yep. that are in this country. Yeah. Why Sioux Falls? <laughs> just just why? Well, I like I was the people laughed about this as well. They are like, where are
1: you going? Where is this exactly? Because right. they could just couldn't believe it. Well, I knew that we were having the first two weeks in major big cities. I mean New York City. Washington D.C. I knew I was gonna see all that skyscrapers and yeah. stuff, the whole thing, like the political thing, the White House. I knew this was gonna happen, and then when I was thinking about where I wanted to go, I thought, oh, West Coast. I don't know. I I just I didn't really feel like like that. I didn't want to go to Las Vegas or anything. And I thought, you know what, the Midwest. That's a part where I have no idea about. Mm. I don't know what's. I don't know how it is like that. How it is there. I was like. Is it like I've seen in the movies? Because I mean, I do watch <laughs> a lot of American stuff. So is it just like that, the way I have an idea in my head? And what's the difference? Because especially when we were in DC, we were talking about the big difference between cities in America and the rural parts of America. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of backed up on my decision while I was in DC, being like, oh, I think that that was actually a really good idea to go there, to go to a state which is very rural to just find out about the people there, and to have a better understanding and to have a known... I can now talk about it. I can now talk about the yeah. differences I've experienced. And I am not kidding when I say that this is my favorite part of my entire trip yet.
0: Is it really? It
1: really is. So
0: when you were <laughs> researching all these different stations in America, what made you decide, okay, South Dakota? Well,
1: it was not my decision specific South Dakota. The thing is, with the RIAs program, it has a big alumni program, which is another asset to it. So everyone who has been, like every American journalist who has been in Germany or every German journalist who has been in America kind of stays in touch with the entire program. So they will, my host someone else from another country so i can go back and say i'm going to host an american journalist at my station so that's the whole premise of it so when we talked about where i wanted to go um eric hirschbaum who is the organizer of this entire um uh, rias program mm-hmm. he said i have someone in south dakota in sioux falls who could host you which is kevin king who's the news director of uh, dakota news now yeah so It was like i have specific areas and you can look it up and i think he had um there was something about i don't even i don't even remember the other days because i was just i looked it up i really just googled it and i was like this is this seems like just really center of america just in the middle and i was like this is amazing and i just i looked it up i thought it looked cute (laughs) <laughs> I didn't know how to pronounce it yet. I always said Sue Falls I didn't know sh- how to pronounce Falls. it either at first. I, had, yeah. I didn't know for the first time. I think I always said it wrong. And but I was like, yeah, and then I had like such a nice conversation over email with Kevin and I knew this was gonna go great and yeah, I just I loved it. I watched Dakota News now online and I was like, I, I see myself there. What do you wanna go there? So it was like I could pick And I I made the right decision.
0: Absolutely. It's such a unique program because you hear of maybe high school students that are coming from a different country to be a part of the exchange program there. You even hear about colleges doing some sort of an exchange program, but not in a professional setting. So it's very unique. What, What are the requirements to be a part of that program and in order for you to be here with us today?
1: Well... You have to apply for it. You really have to go through a process of interviews and things. Mm-hmm. So what's what's I think what's really necessary is that you do work in a political sense, mm-hmm. you know, and it's only f- oh, not own. But I think it's mostly for uh, TV journalists. So people who work on television. So people who um, they it's, it doesn't it's not important if you are in front of the camera or behind the camera. Mm-hmm. You just you're like kind of a political journalist for um for a a network in Germany, which just where you have the American topics, you know, where you have topics that concern also the world. Yeah. So this is what I'm doing. I'm at a local news station, but I'm always covering also like national or international aspects of it. So that's kind of the requirement because that is what you're going into now so you need to have a little bit of an understanding of how politics work i mean you get the whole the details you get here and you find out way more about it than you know before but you need to have like a grasp and a concept of it beforehand and i think that's kind of important and then they look at of course there your um your cv they look like how long have you been in the business you have to be in the business for some time so mm-hmm. that you're not just just fresh out of college i think uh, it, it's really, it's important that you have experienced some things. It really does make sense. And then they talk to you and then say, okay. And to be perfectly honest, a big part of uh, me getting the, the fellowship was that I've never been to the US before. Yeah. So And that was something that I didn't, in my interview, I didn't bring it up. I thought that would be something that's negative, that I'm like, I've never been there before. Um, and I've never had that high school, college exchange Thing. Yeah. I had never had that opportunity and it was also always a money thing it was I mean it's expensive it to is, get over yeah here. so um yeah it was not in my top priority things that I could do so I didn't bring it up and it was kind of part of the interview and at one point Eric said you've never been that's amazing you have to come that's why that's what we want to do with this program we want to bring people to the states who have never been maybe or who have um who have not had the opportunity to dive that deep into yeah. America and into what's going on behind the scenes that's what we want to kind of support so and it was and it is. It's
0: amazing. So this program, it's it's about five weeks from what you said around there. Well, I'm here for five weeks. It's a three-week program. Okay. Um, two weeks.
1: Some of us only did two weeks. So they are already back home, in Germany, because okay, yeah. they have to work, um, go back. They cannot do the station week. So it's pretty much on you if you want to do the third week where you actually go into a station and host there for a week. I mean, it's a whole thing of you have to get back with your bosses at home. Yeah. Is that okay? if i'm gone for three weeks um and i'm actually gonna stay a little longer because again i've never been here so I'm going to make the most of it.
0: Absolutely. Is Sioux Falls your last stop then, or where
1: else are you going to go on your journey? I'm actually going to Denver also. Yeah. And then I'm going to do a little road trip with a friend of mine who lives in the States.
0: Very, very cool. Because I
1: want to see, you know, a little bit more of the entire mountain area. And then I'm flying back from New York City again because she lives there. So, yeah, I've, I'm trying to make the most out of it. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's really cool. And with the RIA's program, I mean... Um, It is so much information in these two weeks. It is incredible because you have up to five appointments a day where you it's back to back. You talk to the first person from a Pew Research Center. Then you talk to a congressman. Then you talk to a journalist. Mm -hmm. It's back to back. It's amazing. But you don't um, like you get so much information. And I knew afterwards, I think I'm going to I'm going to stay a little longer
0: just to like breathe like a little bit. And to, yeah, travel a little bit. Absolutely. If you were just listening, Dania Maria Hahn, she is a television German journalist coming to America just to kind of see the differences really between American journalists and also German TV journalists. So, so far, Dania, what have been the big differences that you've noticed between the two?
1: Well, I think the biggest one is probably how much the journalist in television here in the states are doing on their own Mm -hmm. that is something that really surprised me at first because what i saw was just being like a one man one woman show and like doing this the entire day and just going from one to another from filming editing then being live in the studio at dakota news now they are just really they are doing it all and i was i was like this is amazing i mean it's incredible to see what they can do um because in germany we do have a lot of um differences i think from the networks itself so we do have also a public broadcasting system mm-hmm. and a private one and here i as i found out the public ones are very small in germany it's completely vice versa it's the other way around so the public ones are the ones that are very very big they have a lot of resources because they get money from the people to uh, who are watching it, it's almost like paying taxes, but not really. They have their own system. (laughs) So I have to pay for watching that. And the private ones are the ones who are relying on commercials. And so there are a lot of differences in kind of the work system itself in Germany, where the public ones, they have more means to do so, what we're doing. And we always feel like, oh, we're doing a lot more with fewer resources. And then I come here to the States and like, okay, what they are doing, that is even like so cool what they can do on their own. So it's like, it's kind of a an out, outlook on how my job can also look mm-hmm. in a few years. I see that kind of happening. It could be the next development.
0: Part of the program too, is to help others back in Germany have a better understanding between the two countries, America yeah. and Germany. So what do you hope to bring back to Germany? Oh, I think... I
1: don't even know where to start with this, to be honest. I think um, the whole political situation in the States, for me, it was something that I never really could really dive into. I mean, talking to people about this was something that was just always on the surface. So I think that when I'm coming back to Germany, um, transatlantic relationships, I can just say it's way more Difficult. It's way more complicated than it seems. It's not just okay. This one is in charge right now. This we have this president. We have this president. It's about uh, a country with many different views on things, yeah. and it's also um, there's also a division there. So I'm kind of bringing that back with me, like that understanding of the country and also differences in cities and rural areas again. Because we always talk about New York City. We always talk about LA. That's yeah. like the things that we know. And then to be well, but what about the farmers? What about the people? in the rural areas how do they feel about this I think that's something we kind of have to put on our agenda in
0: Germany as well so kind of bring that kind of awareness back absolutely what are some goals that you gave yourself for this trip
1: I think just take as much in as possible yeah just just be there be present Also, not to be afraid to ask difficult questions because you are with this trip, but you want to know more. You want to kind of get an other understanding, better understanding from my German point of view and just to be, okay, this might sound stupid, but, you know, like, (laughs) and I get that question a lot that people from the States say, this sounds like a stupid question, but I'm like, don't, no, just go ahead because you've never been to Germany. You don't know what my life is looking Mm -hmm. like that. And when I'm here, I'm like, so... What's up with that? <laughs> so what is that? What is that supposed to mean? Like, how do you, like, the whole sports culture here. I had so many questions because it's, like, completely it's different. A deal. It's a big deal. And I was, like, I've never been to so many sports spas in my life, like, this week. <laughs> and I loved it. And I was, like, so baseball like talk to me about
0: it <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that and it's actually a good transition so give us a little idea of your typical day-to-day are you Monday through Friday what are your hours anything like that when you're back in Germany Oh, well, Monday to Friday is
1: basically it. We start around um, a quarter to nine. Mm-hmm. And then we have a first conference at quarter past nine where we discuss the local news that we have for our local news show. And then afterwards, I have a conference call with the people from the national stations. All the correspondents are talking about. So what is the national topic and what is the topic in our region? Mm-hmm. So what can we contribute to the program, to the national one. What yeah. do you need from us? Do you need an interview partner? Do you need um, a report on something? Do I have to edit something? Like, what can we do? Mm-hmm. And then from there on, you know, it's daily news. So. Anything is possible. it can always change. You have a plan, you know you have an interview by three p m and then something happened breaking news and I'm out on the field reporting about a current situation that is happening or something national of importance happens mm-hmm. and then I'm going out so i'm filming i'm uh, editing done back back in the studio or i'm out on the field live reporting so I never really know what my day looks like to be fair <laughs> if i'm uh yeah if I have my my regional correspondence uh I don't, I don't really know. But I love that about it. You never know what could happen. Yeah. And I never know how long my day is going to be. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'm going to be done by 6 p.m. Maybe I'm not. And I <laughs> have to go someplace else or something is happening or I'm even flying somewhere else. And uh, that is something as this regional correspondent that I really love to do because it's, you never know what's, what could happen. And you have to be quick on your feet and do a lot of research as who you can talk to, a lot of com- phone conversations, a lot of emails going back and forth. And people are really flexible and spontaneous, which is amazing. You never know who you can talk to by the end mm-hmm. of the day. So you think, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to get all the elements. And then at the end of the day, like, I have so many elements. What am I going to do with that? That's amazing. I think it it is really, it's getting harder for uh, the television networks to kind of be completely neutral. Yeah. It's always about a political thing. As I said about me feeling like this is a kind of divided country, that this is always coming back to a political point of view. That is something... That is not such a big deal in germany we don't we we talk about politics of course but it's never we don't have a two-party system like you have we yeah. have many parties so this kind of i think it's a problem on its own a little bit and it's something that's coming back to it and the biggest challenge is i think for
0: every new station to kind of be that neutral way all right if you are just listening dania maria han she is joining me in the studio and dania just to close this out here Teach me something German. <laughs> just teach me a, a word or a sentence, whatever you got. Well, what
1: do you want to know? Like,
0: uh, do, what,
1: do, do you want like a translation or should I give you something? You just give me something and then you tell me afterwards. Oh my God, give you something. I don't want to be mean though. It's German, <laughs> German is a really, really complicated... Um, it's a lot of like a... <sighs> like to uh-huh. least, yeah i'm gonna give you something because we talk like uh, a now friend of mine um who was very uh, superstitious about like baseball here we go back to that oh i love it okay he, he said to me that um we have to watch another game just to make sure that the, that the team wins and he said you're my lucky charm then when when we win and i said okay cool and then i wrote back in germany we call it Glücksbringer.
0: What? I know. I see Bru- the expression. Bru- oh, okay. <laughs> Brookspringer?
1: Glücksbringer. Oh,
0: it's a, it's not even a beat. Glücksbringer. Yes, and it's I sound gl- so American saying <laughs> that, but <laughs> but he was so like I knew I
1: that was that would be a tough one because we do have a lot of Ks and ages and yeah. Um the classic one is Danke. Danke. I knew that one. Danke. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And another one is maybe Wie geht's dir?
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's basically just how you doing. Uh, okay. So one more time. Wie. Wie. Geht's. Geht's. Dir. Dir. How are you? Wie geht's dir? it. <laughs> amazing. See, okay, that's how I sounded German. The first one, I'll, yeah. But yeah, that's, that's perfect. And then you can say just Gut. Gut is that good? Oh, they <laughs> perfect! perfect. Da, so <laughs> wie geht's dir? Wie geht's dir? Gut, gut, ja all right dania maria han where can people find you if they want to keep up with what you're doing out in germany once you leave the states well I, the thing is of course unfortunately you cannot watch the news program
1: here in, uh, in the it. states yeah uh well because it's actually also in german so that might be a problem myself yeah, well. that might be a little bit hard but you can uh well you can follow me on instagram if you like or yeah. like on twitter um it's my name but pretty much on on both both sides so dania maria hohn and i'm trying to keep up a little bit of my progress what i'm doing here uh, i've had a good few stories back here and there yeah. i'm working on so i want to bring something back uh, again me with my phone just trying to pick up on things um and getting things back home um, so yeah, I'm not really sure in what way this report's gonna, wh- how big it's gonna be, but yeah, I really want to do it, and maybe uh, Dakota News Now will air it too. Or we'll see about that. So I'll, I'll have <laughs> the,
0: my people call their people and get that arranged. So Danya, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me. Great to meet you pleasure. too. All right, we'll be back.
1: Hi, I'm Trooper Henry with the South Dakota Highway Patrol. I would like to encourage you to make sure you're utilizing a proper following distance. A good distance is about one car length per 10 miles per hour, so at 65 miles per hour, you should have 6.5 car length between your car and the one in front of you. This is a major cause of the crashes in the Sioux Falls area. Please help us combat following too close. Thank you. This message is brought to you by the South Dakota Highway Patrol and Results Town Square Media.
0: I'm Christine Manica, and you've been listening to Sunday Focus. I'd like to thank my guest, Dania Maria Hahn, for joining the program today. Next week on Sunday Focus, Madeline Shields from the Bishop Dudley Hospitality House discusses the programs the organization offers and what the biggest needs are right now for this winter season. That's all coming up next week on Sunday Focus. Sunday Focus is a public affairs program of Results Radio, Town Square Media, Sioux Falls.